the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the last day that the Dave Ellswick Show starts at 6 a.m. I want to remind you about that. The last day that we will be... uh, it will be opening at uh, 6 o'clock. And that's Thank a, goodness! Yes, that's a good thing. It really is. That's a good thing. I'm, I'm happy about that. And so uh, starting on Monday, though I won't be here because it's uh, Martin Luther King Day, and I'll be taking that day off, uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be on at 7 a.m., and we'll get done at 11 a.m., uh, Chris is going to be a little bit late because he thought we were already into the new time frame, so you'll be here shortly, but late. But that's there's nothing new about that. <laughs> it's just a different excuse. To yeah, it's the same it. outcome with a different excuse. <laughs> Corbin, if you're listening on the ride in, it's an excuse. Yeah, it is. But that, that's okay. I know. Love the guy. So bottom line is uh, starting on Monday, 7 to 11, Monday through Friday, Tuesdays and Thursday while the session is in session, (laughs) while the General Assembly is meeting, we'll be live at the Capitol. I'm supposed to have a table, four chairs, and an extension cord, because that's what I asked for. And I'm going to find out if it's going to be out there today so I can go get set up today after I get off the air. And I don't have to worry about... They won't be open on Monday because right. it's Martin Luther King Day. So I don't want to have to run in early on uh, uh, Tuesday to get set up and hope that the equipment works correctly. So we'll, we'll get all been, set up. You've been doing live from the Capitol during the legislative session for how many years Since now? 2004, it's we remarkable. started doing it. And then um, we used to do it every day. That's right. But I, I understood, as, I, as I've been doing it over the years, that not all the business is being done every day. Right. You know, when I look at uh, what's going on uh, over at the Capitol, typically Monday people kind of trickle in. So the jobs don't even, you know, they don't even get started until later in the day. And then on Friday, they're all in a hurry to get out of there because they want to go back and check on their businesses and things of that nature back home. So we decided Tuesday and Thursday and, if necessary, Wednesday. If something happens on Wednesday, we'll go over. If something happens on Monday or Friday, we'll be there. I promise we won't miss any of the big Votes. Well, and you, you're the only one that does it, right? Yeah. You're the only yeah, we one ever, that has ever done exactly. it. Exactly. It's a really remarkable service uh, to the people of Arkansas, uh, and it, nobody has greater access to legislators than Dave Ellswick on the Dave Ellswick Show. And it, so if you, if you want to hear what's going on, you listen to Dave Ellswick. Now, I'll just tell you, the people that we're working on having on the first day, first, Doyle Webb will join me as co-host that day. Oh, that's and, great. And the reason I'm having Doyle on is very simple. Ten years.
years, he's the chairman of the Arkansas uh, Republican Party. Uh, he was the gatekeeper for uh, Lieutenant Governor Wynne Rockefeller, you know, as far as that's concerned. And uh, on top of that, he was a state senator when being Republican wasn't cool, you know, just so you'll know. Uh, now, I don't think that they were as thin in the Senate and the House as they were when I first started doing coverage over at the uh, the Capitol. When I first started doing uh, the work over there, they had four in the House, four Republicans in the whole House, yeah. okay, and one so-called state senator. It's that really Gilbert, remarkable. Gilbert Baker, by oh, the way. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's who it was. That's why I said so-called. Uh, so the only thing he ever worked on was getting rid of the uh, uh, the used car tax. Well, that's a good thing, actually. That was his big... That was his Getting, big and yeah, we, we still have that, by the way. John Payton, new state senator, outstanding. I campaigned for him, uh, and uh, I'm sure it was my campaigning alone. I say that with full sarcasm, folks, uh, that, that allowed him uh, to beat Sturch. But the point is, we brought in a good conservative to replace a Democrat, calling himself a Republican, and we're going to continue doing it. There are only six Democrats left in the Arkansas Senate, and we'll squeeze out another three, perhaps, next time around. That's it. So we are going to bring about, uh, in Arkansas, from a Republican perspective, what they once had from a Democratic That's perspective. That's exactly right. That is where we're at right now. I was talking about this a couple of weeks ago. I want you to think about what's happening just nationally. You know, if if we could ever take the Senate back, Bozeman's going to be head of agriculture. Right. He's going to be sitting in the chair over there. So you got him sitting there. Tom Cotton is well known and has a lot of power up in the Senate. In the House, uh, I know that, uh, you know, Bruce Westerman's going to be the head of natural resources. Uh, Congressman Hill is going to be doing a subcommittee with the banking industry people. Uh, then you've got. Uh, Womack, he's got something coming up as as a as a chair, and Crawford has a subcommittee as well. That reminds me in the day when you had all those Democrats from Arkansas. Right. I mean, we had we controlled the Ways and Means Committee. That is the the that's the biggest committee in the in the House. We can we controlled that back in the sixties. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, uh, Johnson couldn't get Medicare through until he got the okay uh, from the congressman here in Arkansas. And I'm trying to think of his name uh, off top of my head. The expressway is named for him out here. Uh, And, uh, you know... he was out with the the stripper and all of that. Floyd or Boyd? No, nah, like no, nah, it wasn't that. Okay. He, they woke him up on the street, uh, the steps of the Capitol one time from a drunk. I remember that. But they got him uh, to uh, to sign off of, of it when uh, uh, Johnson agreed to back his play to be president because right. he thought he could right. run for president. Right. Uh, so anyway, we you know the Democrats had control then. It's just the opposite now. This state is is verifiably red, red, deep, deep red now. 
and uh, it's going to stay that way for some time because the Democrats don't have any uh, any bench. Really, they don't. They don't have any bench whatsoever. They had a picture on uh, Twitter, I think it was yesterday, that had the, the whole Democrat caucus together. And there's both like, of them. Both yeah, of them. Yeah, there, I'm, there, I'm there's, joking. There's like, what, 20 of them maybe at the right, most? Right, And And I, I looked at that and I go, you know, when I got here, you know, it wasn't that way. It has changed dramatically. One of my uh, forthcoming columns in the Democrat Gazette, as you know, Dave, I'm a, a, a weekly columnist. Yeah, I appear you're doing the, great, too. Those are good thank columns. You, thank you so much. I appear in the Sunday Democrat Gazette. And, and to your listeners, if you haven't yet subscribed, uh, you might consider doing so. It's a worthwhile investment to get the news and also to support uh, local press. It's important to keep our politicians accountable, and we do that through local press. And Dave Ellswick is number one at doing that, but he can't be the only one we can't we can't only have one guy doing it yeah well um anyway so in a forthcoming article a column i talk about the very issue that you raised which is democrats can't pass laws any longer not new not not in the general assembly they can't but they can do two things one that they like and one that they're not going to like and the thing that they like is they can get on board with conservative bills and if they work with conservatives and say but yeah but maybe we can do it this way we prefer this or that yeah maybe they can sneak some stuff in well but it's not only sneaking it's it, to be fair for example Clark Tucker's my state senator he's a democrat i don't agree with him on most things he's a very bright guy uh, and he was a wonderful co sponsor of a very important uh, revision to the Freedom of Information Act, and he deserves credit for it, good credit for it. And he helped create a better bill. He had some suggestions, not in a sort of subversive way to undermine it. He said, well, but what about if we do it this way? And uh, Dan Sullivan, who was a sponsor of the bill, said, that's not a bad idea at all. And so he helped produce a better bill because he got on board with a good bill. Okay. So that's one thing Democrats can do. A bill that would not have even been thought of if the Democrats had been in control. Well, that's perhaps right. But (laughs) okay, so be it, right? And here's the other thing that they can do, which they're not going to like, and some so-called Republicans aren't going to like. Next time they vote no on a bill, and some alleged Republican votes with the Democrats on a committee to kill a bill. stick out like a sore thumb. That's exactly right. Like James Sturch. When James Sturch voted with the Democrats on the Education Committee, when James Sturch walked out of the uh, Senate chamber when an important vote came, uh, he was allying himself with the Democrats. And now we're going to see it every time it happens, and we're going to point it out in my column, on your show, uh, elsewhere. Uh, And so the Democrats are going to be the canary in the coal mine telling so-called Republicans you're going to be primaried if you vote with the Democrats. So the key on on the show on Tuesday is that I hope to have on uh, the two chairs from the education committees in the House and the Senate. Well, that's great. Who Uh, are they? uh, It's uh, uh, Evans in the House. That's my state representative. Oh, I need to meet him. I've spoken with him, but I haven't met him. And then uh, the Senate is, uh, oh gosh, 
I could kick myself in the rump because I know her so well. Oh, it's is it Missy? No, no, it's um, not Missy. It's what uh, she's yeah. from over in Sherwood. Right, right, right. right. It'll come. to Brienne. Who is it? Brienne. No. No, no, she's been not, there forever. Oh, Jane? Jane English. Oh, thank you very much. She's good. Okay. But she's a, I, I, I'll she, pass on showing up to that show. Thank she, you very well, much. She has a, she's a huge supporter now. Of what? Of school choice. Okay, she's a supporter of school choice. And Fine. That, and then yeah, what else? So, what else did she kill well, during the I last know, session? I know. I understand that. Okay. But she's a she being in the head of the education committee in, in the Senate, we should be able to get every, everything through. Yeah? yeah. Well, let okay. me tell you what's coming. Let me tell you what's coming, Dave. Uh, free speech on campus. The Dave Ellswick bill. Do you remember that yeah, bill? Of course I remember it. The Dave El- Literally. I'm not making that. I'm not saying yeah. that today. That's what we called it when it was created. Free speech on campus passed. And then Dan Sullivan, with the help of Dave Ellswick, came up the next legislative session with free speech on campus. Part everywhere. two. Everywhere. A- everywhere. Exactly. It expanded it from <clears throat> just outside areas to inside areas. That's right. Right? Because you know what? Yeah, it's like cold outside. Like the, like the dorms. Yeah, because it's cold outside. <laughs> yeah, I and agree. Guess who was amongst those who allied with the Democrats oh, sure to kill that Jane. bill? I'm sure Jane did. I'm sure okay. Jane did. You know, I'm not saying that I've agreed with her. I mean, look, she took she took a, a, a deal from BB and helped pass uh, Obamacare here in the state. Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah. She was she was adamantly against it, and then all of a sudden, when BB decided that he was going to throw some money her way for some uh, legislature, yeah. she suddenly became for it. So anyway, uh, that's something that can be talked about here on on the show at a future date. I'm just saying she's the head of the education committee. Oh, you should have her on on the Senate side. I hope you grill her, and we're going to have her on. I hope you grill her like a like a chicken tender. Okay, so we're going to have uh, Chris uh, Corbett is on. By phone. Oh, okay. I'll get my ear jacks. Yeah. Are you Are you there, Chris? Can we hear you? I'm here. I got a little. I uh, I've been listening in. So did you get in? Did you get up late? Is that what happened? I thought we were starting at seven. See, I told you. He can blame it me. on that. Yeah. Go ahead. We already said it's just an excuse, but that's okay. That's okay. It is an excuse. We're, we're used to you being late anyway. All right. Right on. I hear you. All right. Anyway, <laughs> you you sit there nice and quiet right now, and we'll get to you here in just a second. I, I got to get to a break. I got to remind everybody about East End Towing. So if they find themselves on the shoulder on the right-hand side of the road, they uh, can get some help by calling East End Towing. No matter what the situation you run into, East End Towing can handle it and has all the answers. Let's... Let's say you're you were you're driving uh, President Biden's uh, Stingray, okay, down the road and it breaks down. Well, you call East End Towing; they'll come out and they'll give you the tow, and they'll do it and take good care of that classic car for you as well. That goes along with if it's uh, you know a. Uh, a camper you're driving or it's a camper you're towing or you just got a trailer in the back of your car and you're you're pulling another car or something like that or a four-wheeler or something they know what to do they got the uh, equipment to deal with it all you have to do is call them east end towing 501 888 88 
49. That's 501-888-8849. They came out and saved my bacon one day. I was at, at Waffle House, and the car suddenly broke down. I called them. They were there. Um, I won't say it was instantaneous, but it was quickly. And hooked me up and uh, took me over to Joe's Garage, and they got my car fixed because uh, evidently my alternator had gone out. If you need help, East End Towing's the place to go. 501 888 Forty-nine, Chris. I was. Can you hear me? Yeah, I watched a uh, a real classic movie last night. I had recorded it. It it played, uh, I think, Sunday night on uh, TMC, and I thought, what man, I have not seen that movie since it came out in nineteen seventy-four, and it was uh, it was uh, Peter Fonda and Suzanne George, and it was Dirty Mary and Crazy Larry. You ever watched wow. that movie? I've never seen it. Oh my never God, dude! You got to see that movie. I'm going to buy this the <laughs> DVD of it. I want it again. Dirty Larry. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, Dirty Mary, Crazy Dirty Larry. Mary. Yeah, Crazy it's Larry. about a couple of uh, stock car um, guys to decide okay. they got to have extra money to be able to to really compete in NASCAR, and so they rob a supermarket of about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And Suzanne George, who Peter Fonda had run into uh, in this town the night before and spent the night with her, uh, had kind of followed him, and she ended up in the car with him. And it's their run from the law. You know, you could have played a little uh, Steve Miller band, you know, take the money and run. You could have played that as a soundtrack, but it's a... Uh, it was a movie that uh, Fox thought would do okay. It ended up being the number one moneymaker for them in 1974. And I sat there and watched it again, and I thought, man, Dave, why have you waited so long to watch this movie? It's a typical <laughs> 70s-type movie, you know? Okay. They're, they're, you know, they're saying things like groovy and things like that in the movie, and it's really crazy right. to, to hear those words again. But you'd like this movie as well, Robert Steinbach. Susan Jewell. Those those 70s movies are a little um, uh, strange for my taste. Okay. Well, they reflected the time. They did indeed. You know, they really did. Susan George, if you don't know her from that movie, you should know her from a uh, Dustin Hoffman movie that had come out a couple of years before that one that was called Straw Dogs. I I don't know that movie. That was directed by Sam Peckinpah. And uh, is a great motion picture. They remade it, and they had really good actors and everything, but it just did not have the visceral feel that the original had. And it's it's kind of a mice mice and men type of a movie. This guy that's uh, not uh, you know uh, really all there. Uh, supposedly, they're trying to get him that he raped this this woman in the town, and he didn't. And so they're going to come and take him. And uh, uh, Dustin Hoffman is this kind of academia guy that uh, is pushed around, and he's married to Susan George, who is gorgeous. And uh, she's from that town, and her old boyfriend is trying to rekindle and all kinds of stuff. And... Uh, he finally says, enough is enough, and he stands up to these people, and he takes this guy in his house, and he won't let them have him. I think I'm going to have to show that as a classic again. 
It's a good movie. <laughs> sounds sounds um, controversial. Oh, it's really a good movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. Hoffman, it was at that time Hoffman was starting to show that he was somebody to be dealt with on the big screen. That this little weaselly looking guy had some acting chops big time. He's an outstanding actor. Yeah, he really is. So it was fun to to, to, to remember that and... She did other movies as well. She did a vampire movie and some other stuff as well, but not as big as those two movies. Those two movies were huge in the day. They really were. And she is really uh, a gorgeous woman. Still is. She's 74, I believe, now. And uh, her job now is she's got she's got an Arabian horse farm. She raises uh, Arabian horses. All right, 6.30, time to get the news. Let's go ahead and do that. Uh, we'll be back, Chris. We're going to talk about the president. Well, I wonder what we're going okay. to talk about about the president. Has he been doing something we should know about? Well, let's see. What is it? There's some. He's, he's got some um, some paperwork that was in his garage next to his uh, his uh, what was it? Uh, Stingray. We'll talk about that when we come back on the Dave Ellswick Show. Okay. My thanks to uh, Willie. He called in. He's a uh, Big-time listener to the show. We appreciate him. And uh, I was talking about uh, the head of the Ways and Means Committee back in the 60s uh, in Washington. It was Wilbur Mills. Congressman Mills was right, uh, was right. the head of Ways and Means. And that was and still is probably the most powerful committee in Washington, well, D.C. Well, and let's tell your listeners, because they don't pass anything. They just make the rules that allow you to pass things. That's right. So, and, and look, Wilbur, it's all procedure. Wilbur Mills stopped President Johnson for several years from starting Medicare. And his words, not mine. He kept telling Johnson it was not sustainable. And guess what? It isn't. It's, they're, they're trying to keep it going now, and it's not been easy to say, say the least. But anyway, Wilbur Mills, what was it? The, the stripper's name was Fanny, I think it was, was her name. That's that, a little too on the nose. Yeah, that he was hanging out with. And then uh, uh, as he went along in his career, I mean, he wasn't a teetotaler, let's put it that way. He sounds a lot like um, a Hunter Biden. <laughs> except, oh. except the choice of drug is different, yeah, big yeah. time. Well, we've got, we've got uh, someone who's inebriated on something. <sighs> Uh, associating uh, with a stripper. Um, it seems like a similar story. So the stories, the history that I've read is that Wilbur Mills finally uh, conceded to Johnson when Johnson said that he would get behind Wilbur Mills if he ran for president. Because you, you remember, Johnson decided that he wasn't going to run for re-election because of Vietnam. And Wilbur Mills wanted to run. And so he ended up uh, he ended up running. It was a very short-lived campaign. It was not very long-lived, to say the least. All right, so classified documents unearthed between early November and uh, this week, located in a private office space in Washington, D.C., in the garage of the president's residence, uh, and they were found there before Christmas in his home library on Thursday, resulted in an expanded investigation by a Justice Department special counsel now. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced at the Justice Department that experienced prosecutor Robert Hur, H-U-R, 
quote, in the public interest, unquote, is now a special counsel for a probe into Biden's newly uncovered classified documents. Now, here is what's interesting about all of this. Yesterday, I I watched the the presidential press secretary trying to say that that the president was being uh, transparent about all of this. If that's the case, why did it take them to now to tell us what they found in November before the election and in De- on December 20th of last year? We just learned about it. The only reason we learned about it, and I'm going to give credit where credit is due, CBS broke the first story oh. about the November find of, of uh, these documents on uh, their news uh, uh, channels, and then NBC broke the story about the ones that were found in the presidential garage at his home in Wilmington. I, I guess, I don't know if it's his real home or it's just his beach house. But, it, it, you know, when they asked him about it, Peter Ducey asked him about it. And he says, isn't that a little bit, you know, not giving it the kind of way that you should handle these types of files. And he said, they were in a box right next to my vet. My vet is in a locked garage. Now, let me just ask you, take a moment to consider this. Do you think that a Chinese operative or a Russian operative would have any problem with a lock on a garage to get in to get any kind of files? And who else had privy to those files? When they went in, maybe to pull the president's car out, and I bet you the president doesn't wash and wax his own car. I bet somebody cleans it for him and everything. Uh, for those folks that were around, the, the these were in just a box, just dropped in a box with a bunch of other crap. And this is from a president who says, I take these files seriously. I take classified information seriously you think i by the way on twitter very few lefties are saying much about this they really aren't dave uh, i'm sorry i've got to interrupt uh, I hope you can hear my tongue firmly implanted oh, in my I cheek know. already. Um, uh, because I've got to defend uh, this great president of ours, Ahum. Uh, that is, uh, he's not lying to you, Dave. He doesn't remember what he had for breakfast. How can he, t- <laughs> how can he remember whether or not he's got uh, files stashed away next to his 76 Corvette? Well, doesn't anybody want to question when the president says, I don't know what's in those files. My lawyer told me not to look at them. He had to have looked at them. He took them home. Oh, I agree with him. He doesn't know what's inside his pockets. He doesn't know what's inside his head. <laughs> he doesn't want to know what's inside his bathroom, inside the files. He doesn't know what a file is. That's the next. I'm just telling you, that's the next movie. You know, we've we've had Inside the, the Mind of John Malkovich. we got to do a movie Inside the Mind of, of uh, you know, Biden. No, that movie existed. The guy that played the, <laughs> the Pink Panther. Remember? Oh, no. What was it? All of Me or something yeah. like that? Peter Sellers. Yeah, Peter Sellers. He, he plays. It was kind of the predecessor to Forrest Gump. It was the less intelligent version of Forrest Gump. Uh, and so that movie exists. <laughs> and now we call it the Joe Biden Show. All right. So, uh, Chris... 
you you yeah. you you help us out on this one. Why would a why would a lawyer have to tell the president of the United States? Don't look at those files. It's amazing to me the hypocrisy shown in how they went after Trump on this. They wanted to put Trump in jail. They raided Mar-a-Lago, right? I mean, all the suits and uh, automatic machine guns. I got. I got to believe that this guns. neutralizes all of that. But go ahead. It's got. To, it's got to. But the pomp and show that they did down there on this raid on Mar-a-Lago, and now uh, why don't they go ahead and raid his house, right? Oh, that's not going to happen. They're going to allow his lawyers to look through all his residences and all the the locked closets and things and tell us if they find something. Well, I think, I mean, when I was reading about Mar-a-Lago, they had visitor lists. The FBI uh, went down through those. Anybody that had visited one of those offices at Mar-a-Lago got questioned about uh, documents. What about all visitors that have been to this mansion in Pennsylvania, wherever this lake house is? Um, what we need to know. Yeah, that's in, it's access, in Delaware. Access. Oh, yeah. Delaware. Yeah. Yes. Wilmington. This potential. Um, this potential uh, breach of uh, secret documents. Right. I mean, these were top. Apparently, these were the highest labeled, like um, maybe the nuclear launch codes. I don't know. Yeah, what's interesting about this is that Biden, who has uh, talked to the press about this now, has not ta- said and made no mention that some of those documents were uncovered at his home. Now, he he did late yesterday, because I heard that one. Under the law, officials can be prosecuted for civil or criminal violations for mishandling classified records, and Garland said her job is to, quote, investigate whether any person or entity violated the law, unquote. Here's how he violated the law. He was taking home secret classified documents when he's vice president. He's not allowed to do that. He can't do that as vice president. Right, Dave. Only the president can do that. I want everybody to remember, this is, they're going to throw up every kind of smokescreen they can. But uh, this is not good for uh, this man who's wanting, I think, in the State of the Union address in a couple of weeks to say he's going to run again. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, the documents that uh, Trump had were in a locked safe compared to a, a dirty, dusty box yeah. in a garage. Or in a um, locked closet. A yeah, closet, exactly. just a closet, the the place that, and I something came out yesterday that I didn't know. You know, they talk about the skiff all the time. People hear that word, and I, I don't, I don't know if you think that it's a boat or something that they got. Uh, that's not what it is. That is a place that you put classified documents that the only people who can look at them are like the president. His staff, senators, congressmen, that type of stuff. It is uh, an area that uh, is under basically uh, not guard, but it's it's well well protected. And yeah. Trump wanted to have a skiff built at uh, Mar Largo, uh, and a, a way of keeping uh, those papers safe when he was traveling because the president can take those types of files home. 
And the National Archives denied that to him and would not let him do it. Wow. I don't know if people knew that well, or not, but it, that that just came out yesterday. Well, there's, I think there's two side, two parts to it. One is what's, you know, is the stuff information in the document compromised? And then second, does it give away the means and methods that the United States uses to get some of that top secret information? That's what I would be highly concerned about. Well, I want to know why uh, all the other uh, media companies aren't talking about, well, are there launch codes in that material? You know what's <laughs> That's when it what, came out. That's what, what came yeah, out. What's yeah. what's in all of these uh documents that the vice president had strewn all over the East Coast basically. And why is his lawyers able to walk through these residences and former office buildings and things and look for them and it's not the FBI. Right. Like they did exactly. with Trump with search warrants. Yeah, exactly. I agree. All right. Stay tuned. we got more to talk about this, and we'll bring in our law professor, Robert Steinbach, see what he has to say about this and if he can walk us through a little bit of the law involved with some of this here on the Dave Ellswick Show when we get back. But I need to remind you about Pat Davis and your health plan man. Your health plan man can give you a health insurance policy that's going to be 30 to 50 percent less than what you have right now and will be better than what you have right now it will cover more it will cover what you need it won't cover a bunch of stuff you don't i mean look if you're 24 years old you're a young guy you're not married uh you don't need you know uh maternity coverage unless you're a guy identifying, I guess, as a woman, I, I, or a woman identifying as a guy. I mean, it, it could get messy as far as that goes. But bottom line is, you don't need to have maternity care if you don't want maternity care because you don't need maternity care. Uh, get yourself a private health plan that will take good care of you. That uh, you know you'll get money back from when you go see the doctor. You'll get money back many times when you go to the hospital. You know, get your money's worth for what you're paying for. You need to talk to Pat or his team about this. Call or text them at 501-605-6935. That's 501-605-6935. And uh, they'll show you that they can save you thousands of dollars a year. I don't know about you, but thousands of dollars over the course of a year is still a lot of money to uh, your favorite ombre right here on the radio. I would think it's important to you as well. 501-605-6935 or online, yourhealthplanman.com. What the president had to say about Trump and the classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, and he was on 60 Minutes, and I think it was Leslie Stahl that was interviewing him. And uh, he said, Trump's storage of presidential records and secret materials at his uh, Mar-a-Lago club and residence was, quote, totally, totally irresponsible. And then he said he recall, uh, recalled, you know, he did one of his things that he always does. Like he, 
he puts his finger up to the side of his face and he goes, you know, I was just asking myself. I mean, that's how he talks to him. He talks to well, himself. Well, he's got all those different voices in his head. He can have a full conversation <laughs> yeah. just by asking himself. Probably right? true. It really is. He asked himself, quote, how that could possibly happen? How anyone could be that irresponsible? Unquote. Well, why don't you tell us about that, Mr. President? How could somebody be that irresponsible? And uh, I, I'm laughing at, at his press secretary. That woman is so inept, it's ridiculous. She was not prepared at all at the press conference yesterday. She, well, well, she did a President Biden. She had a sheet of paper in front of her that had the answers to what they thought that she was going to be asked. And if it wasn't on that paper, she couldn't answer it. I've seen some teachers teach that way, too. It's not very good. Yeah, it's really terrible. (laughs) Absolutely terrible. All right, Robert Steinbach is uh, with us, of course. He is a professor of law at the Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone and not necessarily the School of Law or the university to which they belong. And then, uh, you know, you got uh, Chris sitting here out in, in uh, Conway, sipping on his coffee, listening to us on the app, talking to us here on the show today. And, uh, guys, I mean, how can – what does this president do? Now, you got, i got to throw in – this is politics now. What does this president say to make sure that, that uh, the American people or try to convince the American people – that he really does take care of of uh, these classified materials. Is there anything he can say now, or is he is he totally burnt now? I resign. <laughs> <laughs> that would be wow. That would yeah. be good. That, Except that, that it. it would give us a def- another president that I also don't want. Yeah, exactly. You know who doesn't know what she's up to or what she's doing. You know if if he were your if you were a uh, a lawyer as answering to the president right now, uh, uh, Chris, and, you, and you're sitting in the Oval Office, and you say, what should I do? What would you tell him? You know, uh, he's had to eat so many words, Dave. He's put his foot in his mouth so many times. Um, and this would be hard. I mean, the best thing is full disclosure, right? Come out and tell the truth. But he can blame it on the Department of Justice. Hey, I didn't want to prosecute Trump anyways. That happens all the time. He can't. Yeah, you know, can you say that? I don't know. No. I don't I, know what he's be. going to say. I from from day to day the when the president shows up live on TV, I have no idea what magical mystery tour we're going on. Well, now, do you lose your top secret clearance once once you're no longer president? Yes. Effectively. I mean, you can carry it over, uh, but yeah. they usually do that as a courtesy. And they tried uh, essentially to take it away from Trump, I believe. Um, so ah. There's no guarantee. It's not automatic. All right. So let me give you guys one last thing before we wrap up this hour. Former President Obama, near the end of his first year in office with then Vice President Biden, issued with a lot of fanfare a lengthy executive order dealing with classified national security information. The order made clear that, quote, classified information may not be removed from official premises without 
proper authorization, unquote. In addition, the hand, in addition, the handling of sensitive documents with the National Archives and Records Administration by incoming and outgoing White House officials is known to be a detailed process with supervision and procedures. Biden has not explained how he transitioned out of government with classified papers in his possession other than to say that he was, quote, surprised. Well, as we discussed, he's surprised when the oatmeal shows up. What's this stuff? Yeah. What do you call this stuff Dave, in the bowl? Here's a playbook. Here's a playbook. You get your government playbook out, right? Right. You find out all the folks that worked for you during that time. You find one that died, and you blame it on that dude. There you go. He must have brought it over. Blame it on Sandy Berger. All right, let's blame it on Sandy Berger. He stuffed it in his socks. No, he stuffed it in his underwear. Both. In, in, the, in the archives. All right, we'll take a break. Hey, Colonel Conrad Reynolds is coming on in the next hour. Cleburne County has gone to paper ballots, and he's going to come on and tell you all about it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so Jimmy Cavan was on yesterday and said that his wife walks around the house at times. Uh, she loves that song by ACDC, Thunderstruck. And uh, as she's walking around, you know, humming the song, she keeps saying Ellswick. That's the reason I did it. We did that because we knew it would get in your head. You know, oh, it's a great, it's a great lead. We put a, a we put, we put a, an earworm in you. You know, so you can't get rid of it. That's it. That's, well, I got a guy who says he when he's driving down the road, his, his daughter sings the song in the back seat. That's great. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I don't need no TikTok. I don't need no stupid TikTok. I'm better than the Chinese on this. I learned from the from the best at this. You know who I learned that stuff from? Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley of Kiss. That's who I learned it from. When I talked to them in New York City, and they explained the whole kiss sign that they got up on stage. It's so bright, and they flash it all the time during their concerts. It's it's made out of uh, landing lights that they use along a, a runway. And they, they were thinking, well, people remember music, but how do we get them to really remember Kiss? Well, they flashed that enough during the show that when you leave the show and you blink, you see Kiss. Wow. They burn it on, on the back of your retinas. That's what they do. <laughs> you see Kiss all the time. And then, I don't know, I don't know if they figured out how to make you run out and have to buy a Kiss album when that happens, but <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Paul and Gene have thought about that, to be honest. But that that's where all of this kind of kind of weird stuff comes in. There is, some, there is a method to the madness. Hey, Colonel Conrad Reynolds is in the studio along with Robert Steinbach on the phone. It's Chris Corbett. We've been talking about the president, but I want to come back now, and I invited the colonel to come in to talk about uh, what he has been pushing about paper ballots for elections. And uh, he told you here on the show a couple months ago, I think is when we first started talking about this, that he was going to uh, head out to all the different counties, talk to all the uh, different uh, election uh, boards out in those counties, and try to talk them into doing uh, paper ballots. Well, he's uh, succeeding. Uh, Last night, Big win in Cleburne County. Absolutely, it takes it takes a while to educate people. 
Uh, people have been so um, brainwashed by uh, the current system we have, and most people don't really realize the whole process of voting and how vulnerable it is to potential manipulation. And that's why we have to go back to paper ballots, uh, and that's why uh, uh, I've been talking to counties uh, all over the state of Arkansas. In Cleveland County, I, I, man, I have to give them a, a high five because, you know, it takes it's tough to be the first one out the door. Mm-hmm. Okay? You know, it's like a airborne school. You know, and the first one out the doors was got the got it the toughest. You know, the but everybody first else jump is always the worst. It is, but Did the you first have to person ever jump out of a plane. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. My and the first in the first in the door, the guy is, usually they pick a leader uh, of the group, and so everybody else. If the first guy goes, everybody else goes immediately, just yeah. like sheep. That's exactly right. <laughs> but if but if the first guy stalls and doesn't go or hesitates, everybody else may not go. And so that's why it's very important that the first one out the door is a leader. And uh, Cleveland County is a leader. It's kind of a conservative county, uh, Dave. It's, They're real it's got conservative. The, it's got the oldest population, voting population, uh, in Arkansas as far as oh, the show. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but they had some real struggles with it. I mean, it took a couple of months to talk about, you know, November. We, we talked about it in December. Uh, and it, it took a, a struggle. But I talked to every one of the JPs and tried to explain to them and the process and they all came to the right conclusion yeah we got to go to paper ballots and so uh, and so i'm really again i'm very appreciative of them uh, very smart very very gutsy uh, to be the first one out the door because now they've got a transition from uh, the machines uh, the computers really uh, to a paper ballot and um, and i applaud them for that and we told them that our organization arkansas vii will be there to help them all right so let me uh and tell you something else about uh, that whole thing about the first guy out to out of the plane, Chris. How do you know if the man balked at the door? Say what? Well, say that again. How do, how do you know that the first guy that's jumping out the plane, if he balks, in other words, if he if he takes his time about jumping, how do you know that? He, <laughs> how do you know that he did that? Good question. I have no clue. When you get to the ground. He's the one that has a boot print on his butt. <laughs> because the jump master will literally put a boot in your ass and he'll push you out the door. Yeah, because you only have just a couple of minutes or less over the over the drop zone. And if that first guy hesitates too long, the last guy may be landing in trees. Yeah. And so it's or very important water, he goes out or, 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 or whatever. So it's very important that first guy go out when he's supposed to. So they usually pick someone that they know that, uh, especially on the very first jump. Yeah. You know, but, you know, as we say, every every jump. Uh, when you go to airborne school, is a night jump because your eyes are closed. <laughs> Every one of them. Is it scary? <laughs> is it scary when you? Oh yeah. Let me tell you uh, what. You hook your static line up. Okay, right. that's that. Yeah, yeah, that line that right. you put up on the wire. And what's so weird about it is that I've, I've jumped out of C-130s. We don't go out the side door. All right. You go at the back. Yeah, you go. No, they drop right. the you ramp. Just, you just kind of walk and out. That's jogged exactly around. what you just. I, Boy, I looked Sought at it. Out, right? I I closed my eyes. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, did I didn't want to look down. I just closed my eyes and kept walking. And all of a sudden, there was no more walking. There was nothing under me to walk Isn't on. Isn't that funny? Well, I've gone out the side door before. Oh, have you? Oh, really? yeah, yeah. They That's have an air be... brake. It's it's another door that opens up. It's an right. air brake. Oh, so it's uh, not, like... so that so when you go out the door, it doesn't slam me back up against the, the plane. <laughs> Crush um, oh, yeah. you in half. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. But uh, but but it's a it's a great experience. It really is. But... Yeah, I've not jumped like that. I really haven't. I 
I might want to try that. I don't know at 70 I'm going to do it, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Conrad, have you ever done the type where you have to pull the chute? No, 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 no. It's automatic. As soon as you go out, boom. You're only about 1,400 feet. Yeah. It's oh, not, you're not, I mean, as soon as you go out, it's it's open. it opens. Yeah, it's the old A1. As much as I respect this man and as much as he's a hero to me. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done a halo jump. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, no, that's, no, but no. that's real specialty stuff, actually. Yeah, 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 you better yeah, believe it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, you've got to exactly do 100 right. jumps before yeah. you even think about it. And it's a, it's, a, yeah. it's a whole other ball game. But, right. And I never had the opportunity. But I enjoyed going to airport school. It was fun. Good for yeah. you. Good for you. It was great. Fort Benning, right? Yes. Fort Changing Benning. the name of it. Did you know that? Huh? Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, no, I did not know that. It's all the woke movement in the military. Oh, Who was I'm so sick of it. Benning was a Confederate general. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, bottom line is they're going to. It's going to be called Fort Victory. Mm. That's what they're changing it to. Yeah, well, that ticks me off. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like getting, well, we'll change it back. Look at how okay. much you get. Yeah, look <laughs> we'll how much. Look back. how much history from World War II you get rid of if you get rid of Fort Benning. Right. Right. I mean, seriously. All right. But so anyway. let's get back to this whole thing in Cleveland County. It took him about three months to pull it together, huh? It took about three months. And, and um, what was their biggest, for, for us, what the biggest, biggest questions? The, the biggest question was, um, do we have to – and some of them were really good questions, by the way. Do we have to pay back the money for the grant money that we got? That makes machines, sense. Right. Are we going to have to make our – taxpayers repay that because of our decision mm-hmm. and so i thought that was very a very insightful question yeah uh the answer to that of course is no uh but we had uh convey that um the other one was is it legal can we do this uh, even though it's in law uh, we a couple of them said they called one particular uh, called and were told by somebody um in the secretary of state uh, yeah yeah okay. we're told that they could not they could not go to paper ballots. And we said, well, right here it is in the law. <laughs> it's pretty clear you can. Mm-hmm. So whoever told you that gave you bad information. Right. And so Probably uh, the, somebody who didn't really know. That's right. And so the, it's so, just such uh, a common uh, tact, by the way. Oh, right. we can't wear it against the law. Right you right. made that up. You that's made right. that up. Yeah, so, so that was one. Um, and so we, we answered those questions. It was another one. Um, but we answered all their questions. Uh, but there were a couple people, as you can imagine, who really did not want to change. Okay, foot dragger to include to include the uh, one of the election commissioners uh, up there uh, because you know they've been there for many many years and simply did not I think did not want to say now I was wrong all those years telling you everything was safe and everything was good uh, and so they basically said hey I'm not completely disagreeing with Conrad but I'd love to see us to keep some of the machines and keep doing some you know kind of like a hybrid maybe that's what they were that's what well, you just got to remember what the the Secretary of Defense said before they went in to take on Iraq. There's the things that you know, the things that you don't know, and the things that you don't know that you don't know. Right. And 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 there you got a you know a part. This guy didn't have any idea about what you're talking about right. at that time. If he did, he would never have made the decision he did. Right. Right. I, I think so. And a, a lot of these people. Um, uh, 
were, I think, very insightful. I, I was very impressed by the JPs in, in Cleveland County. Cool. Uh, and I, I really was. Um, but I, can I give a shout-out to the ones that, that voted for it? Right. And, and I think it's important. I'm going to name them off. Uh, Alan Malone, Jackie Martin, Linda Fletcher, Rob Owens, Samson Wildman, Brian Moorhead, and, of course, the judge, uh, Eric Crosby, who's the new county judge up there, and, uh, and, and the clerk, Rochelle Evans. I mean, she was very nice. We talked to her many, many times. She did not want to go. She said, I'm just telling you, I know it's the right thing to do, but it's going to be hard to go back to paper ballots. We, we got so used to the machines because they're very convenient. Huh? And that's sure they are. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but convenience is a big problem in America. We give up a whole lot for convenience. And just like this, you give up for the iPhone or any other smartphone, you give up your total privacy to use it. Hey, I'm going to be honest with you. If you're a parent out there and you let your kid get TikTok on their phone, get it off of it. Yeah. Get it off of it. I know they're going to bitch and moan and cry and scream to the high heavens, but the Chinese are using TikTok to find everything out about everybody. Uh, you better believe it. And, of course, now I need to put on my national security hat. Oh, so when, okay. I, when I talk about these kind of things, there you go. it's important for people to understand <laughs> TikTok is bad. Yeah, it and, is. And, and TikTok is bad. Thank and goodness that the, the, the new governor has now made it illegal to put it on any kind of state device. That's exactly right. Well, that should, that should have been a long time ago. I don't know why uh, Governor Hutchinson didn't do that. Well, it should have been. By, he should have done that. He also should have got rid of the, the Chinese group that was on the campus of UCA, but he didn't. Right, right. Right. But I think he's running for president now, so maybe he have an opportunity to <laughs> We'll see. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, but, he is. But we're, we're excited, Dave, and, and, reason, and thank you for having me on. I wanted the people to know that they can change each county. It's the county. It's, it's the corn courts by, under state law can change this. We just proved it in Cleveland County last night. And all they have to do is get a hold of their JP and say, you know what? We want the same thing right here in Plasky County or Faulkner County or Saline County uh, or Lona County. We can do that. So would the first thing to do would be to if you're a member of your county's uh, republican party is to say to them hey i want to have uh, colonel conrad reynolds come on here and talk about why we need to go to paper ballots you better believe it and i'll be right there uh, okay. you call me and uh, arkansas vii uh, dot org is our website that's arkansas vii dot org and um, you can get our phone number there uh, and I'll, I'll make sure that i come you can send me a, a an email at arkansas vii uh, at gmail.com uh, you can do that let me make sure i get the phone number here oh phone number yeah 501-339 i know no one's going to remember this 9316-339-9316 just uh, Remember VII.org. That's right. That's right. VII.org. Arkansas VII.org. That's really easy to remember. All right. Stay where you're at. Chris, stay where you're at. Robert, you always stay where you're at. We'll be back to talk more here on the Dave Ellswick Show with the, the, the Colonel. We'll get him into some other issues as well. He loves to just talk issues here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, I'm going to be uh, going back to the, the, the Capitol next week. That's right. I've been doing that for years, and because of COVID and everything else that went on uh, the last three years have been difficult, but back on the third floor, Senate side again, beginning on Tuesday, and then our new times for the show 
from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. begins. So we're back to four hours as well. So I'm excited about that. Hope that you will be, too. Some of the people that we've been contacting about joining us on Tuesday is the uh, uh, Speaker of the House, the Pro Tem. We've asked both of them to come on. We've asked the Governor to come on. I have gotten a hold of and left a message for our new Secretary of Education, who just came from uh, Florida to come on and talk with us. So we got a lot of different uh, guests that we want to join us. And uh, Doyle Webb will be my co-host. I have Doyle on for one reason, one reason only. He's been behind the curtain before. And he can call. He's a great speaker and a great co-host. Yeah, so maybe it's more than one reason. So, but but that's my main reason right. for having him. He can pull. He can grab the curtain and pull it back and say, "Here is the wizard." <laughs> All right, so we can talk about that with him. Don't forget about PI Roofing. PI Roofing Home Solutions. They do construction now, so you got small jobs around the house that you need to get done. Talk to them because you talk to the big construction companies they don't have time for little jobs they want big jobs not little jobs big jobs that pay big money uh pi roofing like they're going to rebuild my deck for me starting in the spring uh and it's about a seven thousand dollar job uh that is a lot better uh, to go to them than to go to a big construction seven thousand dollars yeah, they spit more than that in one day, just so you know. P.I. Roofing, you reach them, 501-707-3115 or piroofing.com. All right, back with you. We're talking with Colonel Conrad Reynolds. He's with us, of course, because uh, he has uh, been the voice out uh, in the wilderness, so to speak, saying, let's get away from the computers, let's get back to doing paper ballots, and uh, before you worry about paper ballots, I remember when they were doing that paper ballots. Dave, you remember that. You grew up by Chicago. Yes, I know what you're talking about. But these are different paper ballots than what they, uh, than Mayor Daley was using back in the 60s. These are watermarked uh, ballots. Uh, they're specialty ballots. You can you run a uh, an ultraviolet light over them, and you see different things. It's kind of like the way a dollar or a, let's say a hundred dollar bill now is different than the $100 bill back in the 60s. There's a strip of information within that bill. Uh, you hold it up to a light, and it looks to you run a pen over it. It turns different colors and, and all kinds of things. So these are the things that they're bringing, the technology they've got for paper ballots as well. So where from now? You've got one county. And by the way, did you get a call from uh, the Secretary of State's office saying, Oh, you got a county, huh? Okay, how many more counties do you have? And, and what are they going to do if all these counties start saying they're going to go paper ballot? No, I actually reached out to, um, uh, to their office and said I'd like to talk to them. Uh, they weren't too receptive. Uh, I even saw John uh, and talked with him briefly, and uh, not real receptive. You know, I, there's a lot of resistance. I understand that. There's a lot of resistance but, to change. But they, they're, they're resistant because of the one word that you used about this guy in, in Cleburne County, and, and that is it makes it easier to do it with a convenient. With a, yeah, a convenience. It's that's convenient. The word. That's okay. exactly right. And what they're doing is they use that again. That's a human, you know, as an Army Intel officer, we used to use that against the foes that we were against. Whatever country we were looking at, we used human nature and convenience against them because that's human nature. You go to something that's very convenient. And uh, look, you know, it's convenient to go to a grocery store, and, but you got to pay extra two bucks a, a gallon for, you know, for a gallon of milk, right? But we pay a price for convenience, and we cannot do that in a 
elections. The price we pay is our security of our election. No transparency will we have computers involved. And every national cyber expert that I've spoken with, every one of them will tell you, you get a computer involved, you've opened the door now to potential manipulation. And we cannot allow that in our elections. You know, we did a quick survey in Arkansas. Over, over half the people in Arkansas don't trust the elections. You know, you can't have a democracy. You can't have a republic with that. You've got to make sure that people can have faith in it. And the way I tell people, look, we, you, know, you have a paper ballot. Um, you, can, you can scale up. If you've got 50 people coming into the precinct, you can scale up in a heartbeat with cardboard dividers. They can fill out the, the form. You come in. They can, you put it in the clear plexiglass box. And then you could be all under a camera. So it's 24-7. No one's going to be messing with that. And then at the end, you could do it live stream online and count the ballots. Why can't we do that? It's not hard. Well, it's not a matter of can't. It's a matter of will they. Well, uh, Cleveland County is now. And every other county should have the, the guts uh, and now the, the knowledge that they can do it. It's legal. They're not going to have to pay back money. There's no threats involved there. I mean, so it's just a matter of the people have to stand up and say, hey, you know what, Mr. J.P., I want this in, in my county, and I want you to introduce this. Res- it's got to be a resolution, by the way. It's not an ordinance. It's a resolution. that they. It's a binding resolution that they have to p- submit. We have it written up. We have it on our website. People can look at it. They can download it and say, this is what I want you to pass for our county all right let's take our break we got bill o'reilly coming up here on the dave ellswick show question time when we come back from chris and from robert if they have questions they're going to ask them when we return here on the dave ellswick show all right so they got that vandenberg crash cleared up over there and says okay give me a thumbs up on that so that's good because that's a real mess when that you're just barely getting into jacksonville coming southbound on 67 and traffic sucks back backing up and everybody starts cussing and it's it's not good it's not good all right our guests we got several guests here on the show today robert steinbach who really isn't a guest he's like a part of the show always you know i've well about 12 years now isn't it yeah at least i think yeah Yeah. that you've been part of the show whenever anything comes up that i got to talk about that deals with the court system which is often now when you're dealing in politics you know we always have robert come on to explain how it all works uh chris counts counts chris corbett is here with i got a buddy whose name is chris counts corbett just so you know but chris is, is with us as well practicing attorney he also is on the show to help us forward the legal questions about laws and things of that nature a lot that we've been dealing with him over the last uh, three years being with uh, the second amendment and then uh, colonel conrad reynolds who's been with me i know at least since 2010 that's great and has been part of my show and, and continues to be part of my show. And as long as he draws breath, I'll have him on my show. Well, thank you, Dave. I appreciate that, really. Because I, I, I enjoyed I, it. You know, I'm, I'm having him on today to talk about this whole thing about going to paper ballots. But I really love having him on when we've got geopolitical things going on around the world and the military is involved. And I bring him on. And this is a man who's been involved in uh, intelligence in the military for 30 years. And uh, he can speak very, very straight to you about what's going down. Well, I've always enjoyed coming on your show, and I will continue as long as you invite me. Well, I'll you're, be here. you're all, you know, the microphone's <laughs> always on. He calls me and says, Hey, have you heard this? No. Oh, you want me to come on? Yes. 
<laughs> That's the way it works. I mean, it just goes that way. Will Huff is here, too. That's right. Lean up against the microphone there and say hi. Hello, everybody. See, there you can hear his voice. He really is there. It's not like an invisible friend that we have. All right, so let's get back to the colonel. We've been talking about paper ballots again. They got a county now here in in Arkansas that has agreed to go back to paper ballots. Correct. Now what's next? The next one will be... uh, other counties within the second district. That's been my focus right now. So uh, we're going to look at okay, Conway. Expe- expect uh, explain districts to my well. The, well, again, we got four districts in the state of Arkansas. So the second district is what we're looking at. There's eight counties. To be clear, four U.S. congressional right, districts. Right. We Thanks divide for- it up that way, even though we're talking about state. Uh, um, elections, we divide right. it up in the federal districts. Exactly. Thank you. And, and we have eight counties in this federal district, in, in uh, district number two. And so Cleveland County was just added last year, so to the second district. When they redistricted and they took uh, one county away and they added, they bifurcated the southern the, the southern portion of Pulaski County, uh, well, they added Cleveland County to the second district. So Cleveland County was the first. We're going to look at Conway County and Perry County. That's coming up. And then we have White county uh that is our focus right now for about the next three to four weeks and then after that we're going to go after the other ones faulkner Celine, uh pulaski uh the idea is to get everybody edu- to educate folks right now they people simply don't understand they trust the system that nobody knows anything about that's the problem and so once you start asking questions about what they don't know they realize lord i don't know that i think somebody does but no, somebody doesn't. So it's a, it's an amazing thing that we have this current system here. So we're going to change it. We're going back to paper ballots. That's our mission. And as you said earlier in the program, it's not the old paper ballot from 30, no. 40 years ago. Uh, these are ballots that are not going to be counterfeited. Yeah, you brought uh, and one of them in here to the studio. And uh, if you go back on my Facebook, you can find that show. And you can see the ballot, and you brought a light with you and everything. It right. showed how they are used. And it can eat, and, and it has 12 security features built into that paper. So you're not going to have, um, you know, again, somebody counterfeiting, going down and making a Xerox copy at the Staples or whatever. Not, it's not going to happen. So um, you have to maintain control of the ballots. And so if you have, let's say, a county like Cleveland County, and you've got 6,000 people that are voting, uh, they'll get 7,000 pieces of paper that they can print the ballots on and they're all accountable for that seven thousand that's the key and and it can be done we do it all the time we do it in the military and so it's not an issue okay and we're we're here to help them and we're here to help the counties and the county clerks uh, to let them to help them through this process to be able to orchestrate and 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 design a system for their county that works okay so i'm part of the uh uh, lone oak uh, republican party right all right so uh are you waiting? If I if I bring it up that I think that you should come and present, do you want to present now or you want to wait until you're starting to look into District 1? Well, here's typically what would I do. i go talk to the county clerks and find out where they stand, what do they think, and then I'll try to educate them a little bit on what the process is because most of them are super great people. Let me tell you, I, I, I love the county clerks. Um, they're trying to do a great job. Uh, the problem is they don't know all the things they don't know until we sit down and talk for about 30 or 40 minutes. 
after that, and then they realize, okay, we've got a problem, but what's the solution? Then I can say paper ballot. Then they give me all the reasons why they don't want to do paper ballots. And then we talk about how they can actually do it. So that's the first step. Um, I've got to go over to Lone Oak. It's out of the second district. It's in the first, so I have not uh, hit them. But a couple of their JPs I've already talked to. Okay. And so, and what, and then the next step is to talk to the JPs one-on-one to explain to them what we're trying to do. I want people to understand we're not the enemy here. We're trying to get a system in Arkansas that everybody can trust and and, and have transparency. And uh, once people really understand that I'm not there to bash them or say that they're somehow doing something nefarious or that because of them we have fraudulent elections, once they understand that's not our mission uh, and we're not looking back, we're not trying to change an election, we're just looking forward. And once they understand that, uh, we find that they're very cooperative and they want to help. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go back where you say you're not trying to call anybody out. Look, I, I just mentioned uh, in the last half hour, there's the things you know, the things you don't know, and the things that uh, you don't know you don't know. Right. I mean, that, that's, that's the way it is. When you go into a battle, there's things that you know about the enemy. Mm-hmm. There's some things that you won't know about the enemy. But then there's things that pop up during the conflict that nobody thought. Right about, right, and, and and that's how that works. All right, so let's 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 look at some questions here, Chris. I'm sure you got questions. Anything that you want to ask the uh, the colonel? Oh, man, man, I, I'm, well, I'm, I'm just I've got a copy of the lawsuit here. It's fantastic. In a nutshell, you are challenging um, these digital voting machines under it's uh, Arkansas Code seven five five zero four. I just want to read it to your listeners. It says. Under uh, paragraph six, it shall permit the voter to verify in a private and independent manner the vote selected by the voter on the ballot before the ballot is cast. That's a shall. And I pulled up, I took a a picture of my ballot when I was voting in this last round back in November of last year. And here's here's the distinction. It has the names I voted for. But up top is these little barcodes. You can't tell if that barcode represents the name on the, below the ballot. According to this statute, Colonel Reynolds is 100% correct in this deal that those voting machines do not comply with Arkansas state law. It, it does not permit me in a, in, to verify in a private, independent manner the votes that I selected. Man, I, this thing should be... A slam dunk. What's going to be interesting is if you can get a Pulaski County judge. To Tim Fox is going to be the judge. Yeah. Tim Fox. Oh, oh good Fox. luck with that. So, <laughs> w- w- when you going on appeal? That's, my that's right. That's, that's yeah. what everybody yeah. has told me. Yeah. When are you filing the appeal? <laughs> well, Clinton Lancaster is our attorney, so he'll have to deal with that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Judge Fox is, uh, I guess, uh, who we drew. So. Yeah. Yeah. What's well, interesting? There's no case law interpreting the statute, so you're you're. Uh, no, and this has nationwide. And we and, and 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 thank you for bringing that up because that's the lawsuit that Clint uh, is working on on behalf of Arkansas VII. Somebody's got to stand up. But this has nationwide implications because ESNS is responsible for over fifty percent of all the votes in America. And so this is going to be critical if we win in Arkansas, which we should. It's black and white as far as I'm concerned. But if we win, then uh, all the other states that want to get rid of ESNS will use this as the template. Uh, to get rid of them, so it's a it's a it's a lawsuit that I think is going to win. Okay, all right. It's beautiful, Colonel. It's beautiful. beautiful. Okay. Any questions from you there, Mister Robert Steinbach? <clears throat> no, I just uh, you know uh, keep or up statements. The fight. 
Yeah, the the, the uh, you know I write a column, a Sunday column in the Democrat Gazette now, and what I've been dedicating my efforts to is exposing cronyism and corruption across right. the st- state. And the thing is that people don't. Uh, you know, they go to they go to government bodies. Let's say they make a Freedom of Information Act request, uh, and the government says, "No, well, no, we can't give that for this made up reason." Well, then typically they're stuck, and, and so government bureaucrats put together a series of words that uh, often are gibberish, but they do it because it stops the average citizen in his tracks. Uh, and so we need to have. And then the next step would be to hire an attorney, but most folks can't afford that, and I don't blame them. And one of the things that I'm thinking about and I'm talking about is we need to have our legislators build into our laws like is already built into the Freedom of Information Act, uh, the right to get attorney's fees if you win. Right. And that's going to help people keep government in check. So I just want to put that seed out there. All right. Let's take a quick break. Got to get our final break in. Then we'll come back and finish up our segment here with Colonel Reynolds, with Robert Steinbach, with Chris Corbett. Here on the Dave Ellsworth and Will Huff. I don't want to forget Will. I don't want to leave him out. All right, and Nicole. Uh, we've got everybody here in the studio except for Chris, but he thought the show started at 7. He's uh, jumping the gun a little bit. Don't forget about uh, our good friends at ICU Protection. You need some security at your home. These are the folks that I tell you you should give a call to. They do Nuke One. They can do Nuke One. They can do your home. They do my house. I uh, I use them. I like what they've done. I like how it's worked out. It's been almost a year now, and they've done a fantastic job. Billy Mack, all you do is give him a call, 501-205-1333, and uh, he'll get it all set up for you. Here's something else that will not happen when you talk to Billy Mack. He'll not say, give me a 400 or $500 check for the equipment we're going to put on your house. That is absolutely free to you, uh, the uh, the client. And all you do is pay for the service, and it's not factored into your service. Just telling you that right now. You look at the service fee for ICU, and it's as good as ADT and everybody else that's out there. Again, that is ICU protection, 501-205-1333. All right, we're going to finish out the first segment of the Dave Ellswick Show for Friday. We're going to get up to 8 o'clock, then we'll take a break. Uh, Another show comes on. They're going to tell you about your money. I'll be back at 9 o'clock. Matt Smith will be with me. And, uh, you know, it's a weekend. We'll tell you what to go see at the movies. A Man Called Otto is opening with Hanks if you want to go see that. And uh, we'll talk about all the other movies. Uh, There's a movie called Plane that's opening. It's got Gerard Butler on it. I like Gerard Butler. I I like him. Good action flicks usually. Mm -hmm. You know, The Fall of Olympus was one of my favorite ones that he did. I like that. You know, when he stabbed the terrorist in the head with a knife? I really like that. (laughs) Anyway, it's the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm glad that you're with us. And, And... one last question for me, uh, Colonel. Yes. I'm going to as- assume that the handling of the ballots is going to be left up to the election commissioner, uh, commissions from each of these uh, areas, right? Yeah, the counties control that, and they set up their own system on how they're going to make that happen. However, the Secretary of State does have a, hand, a booklet on how to do paper ballots uh, so that they can use that as a template, um, and they also will get assistance and help from the Secretary of State. That's by law. Uh, but we will, we probably will have to have some help in the legal aspect as far as some of the laws concerning the machines versus paper ballots don't jive. And so they're going to have to tweak some of those to make sure that all the counties are doing uh, legally 
okay, because the, 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 the two things don't match. And so we noticed that there's some problems there. But we'll I, I just we'll want to make sure. I just want to make sure we don't end up like we did in Chicago, where no, no. you know, boxes of ballots would suddenly appear no. out at some cemetery. No, we trust our, our our county clerks, and we trust the people counting the votes in our local, our neighbors and friends. We really do. There needs to be a process so that they can account for all the ballots. That that can be done. There needs to be a process determining how they're going to use the e poll books if they use those. But we'll be able to do that. But I want to say one thing, if I could, real yeah. quickly. Um, if, because I want everybody who's listening, if you want to change in your county and you want to go get rid of these machines, which we should all do, by the way, uh, and go to paper ballots, um, most people don't know where to start. And they go, well, where do I even get the phone numbers? So you can go to my website or my Facebook, Colonel Conrad Reynolds, on my Facebook, and I have links to every county, Quorum oh, Court. Cool. Every county Quorum Court. Go there. You can hit that link, and you can go to the Quorum Court, find out who's on it, and start calling your JP, your local JP. That is, you know, that's the lowest elected official. That's the person that's most in touch with the people in their community, and that's who you need to reach out to. And that's what I always say, that the closest, the closest government to the people are the people on the, the city councils and things of that nature. And that's Absolutely. who you should be paying attention to. That's why I'm not going up to Washington, D.C. to do shows. I go to the Capitol. Right. To do show. Well, let me tell you, last night at Cleveland County, one of the, the JPs who spoke up, they said, you know what? I've got hundreds of calls from people, my constituents, saying they want paper ballots. That made a huge difference. Not one JP said, I got a call saying they want to keep machines. Not one. Well, so, uh, so that's important. Call your JP. It is extremely important they hear from you. It's your turn to get involved. That's exactly right. That's the way, that's the way democracy works. I hate to put it up. That's the way a republic Public. works. That's right. You know, I, I don't use the word democracy very often. It's a republic. And if you want to use democracy, call it a republic democracy. That's exactly. Okay? You're, you're right. Uh, the, the other, and know what the difference is. Well, the, the other thing that people need to realize, I think there's these ballots just floating everywhere. No, in the resolution, if people read that, it talks about law enforcement being part of it to ensure that the ballots are secure. So um, I, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out real well. We're going to make this happen in Arkansas. Well, if we go to this, then when they write the laws about handling the ballots, I want them to put some teeth in it. It oh, yeah. says that if you cheat, you go to prison for a good period of time. Oh, yeah. Right. Not a little period of time. Like, you know, 10 years. I think 10 years would be a, a, a pretty good round figure for people who cheat. Uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I want teeth, and then I want to see blood on the teeth if somebody cheats. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Absolutely. Conrad, thanks so much. I, uh, I appreciate Thank you, you for having me. It's always a pleasure. I have a hard time calling him Conrad. Being in the military, I want to always call him Colonel. <laughs> Colonel, well, thanks for coming well, on. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. And, uh, Robert, thank you for coming always on, Always my pleasure. It's been a good show today. And, of course, Chris, are you still awake? Thank you, sir. Okay, you're thank still you, there. You're <laughs> still living. Okay. We'll see. I'll see you in the studio next Friday at 7 o'clock, okay? I'll be there. All right, brother. We'll see you then. I'll take a break right now. We'll go in and talk about some uh, uh, money-type issues and then uh, I'll be back at 9. Remember, starting on Monday, we go to the new time frame for the Dave Ellswick Show. We're back to the way it used to be, four hours every day. Start at 7 in the morning, go until 11 in the morning. And uh, we'll be covering all the issues that you want cut, cut, covered. Like I said in the ad, it's Dave Ellswick back on steroids here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right. 
Back with you for the final hour of the Dave Ellswick Show today. Now, this all changes coming Monday. All right? It all changes Monday. Monday, my show will start at 7 a.m. and go to 11 a.m. We'll be a four, back to four hours. And uh, I'm excited about that. So next week, when you hear uh, Matt on, he'll be on from 10 to 11. Because he always gets the last hour on my Friday show. Look out now. It's Friday. Yeah, it's a good day. It's a good day. It's a day that we always want. When are you got to go back out to L.A. or to uh, out to Vegas for something in the movie industry? Well, uh, Vegas is coming up. You know, CinemaCon's always in April. Oh, okay. You know, that's always in April. That's always a good time. I mean, it's if just. I could, um, if I could take my show and do it out there, yeah. would that be a great time? Would I get all kinds of people on? Uh, wow. Um, man, it is a chaotic whirlwind of activity. Yeah, I'm just wondering if it became, if it's kind of an insular world that they only come and talk to the people that they know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, if you're talking about, um, you know, the movie stars or the uh-huh. directors, right? You know, that would definitely be the situation. I mean, that stuff is preempted and scripted. Uh, you know, you start your, um, you start your first day. And uh, you get the you get the map of what's going on at Caesars and where everything is, and then you can pick up your various passes or whatever it is you're included in. Right. And then you know every day there's a breakfast and a presentation with that from a studio. Uh, then someone is having you know a morning presentation. There's one for lunch. There's one mid afternoon. There's one at night. And then you know following that there's several parties. And it's just a twenty-four hour type thing, uh, you know. It's just it's just all day, and and there's just there's just no way to do it all, you know. You, you, well, you can't, I understand that. Yeah, you can't hit the you can't hit the Lionsgate party. You can't hit the Paramount party. You, you know, it's it's impossible to hit them all. You've got to kind of pick what you're going to do. And of course, there's new movies screening all the time too, and they're screening those right there at Caesars. You know, the big venue. It's beautiful. It's awesome. Uh, you know, it, it's it's. Um, and it's it's crazy who's available depending on what's going on with you know each studio uh, you know anna anna kendrick was uh you know available and uh easy to talk to uh you know at one party uh you know keanu reeves was at a party easy to talk to uh things like that it's uh strange uh how for that particular event uh, someone can be so accessible, you know. Uh, it, well, if they want it to be popular, if they want it to be successful, they make themselves accessible. Y- yes, some do, and and it 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 varies, and and I think it also depends on just the project uh, and the studio as well as as far as how um, how open that is and how much socializing is going on. Okay. You know, I mean, it's it's um, it is a strange week, you know, and exhausting because you know you're trying to squeeze it all in, and, and you know, also you get a chance to watch the movies, and you're sitting there like, well, am I going to watch this? And that's a two hour block of time. I'd like to see this, but that's going to keep me from having coffee with someone, having breakfast with someone. Right. That's going to keep me from going over to this suite and watching the product reel from this studio. So can I squeeze that movie in, you know? Yeah, it's important because the studios are out selling stuff. I mean, that's what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly 
a very relationship-based business. Still um, is. It is. Uh, now, you know, it has changed from the point to where, you know, there used to be a regional film office in Dallas. There was a regional film office in Chicago. There was a regional film office in Atlanta. Um, and over time, those Miami had one. And over time, those have shut down, and it's pretty much just, you know, New York and L.A. Uh, and the people that were in Chicago or Atlanta or Dallas have transferred to New York or L.A. if they decided to stay with that company. Mm-hmm. But now, New York and L.A. pretty much handle all of the film distribution. Well, that and, makes sense. I mean, that's yes. the, those are the two mega centers of entertainment. And Yes, and the regional offices have shut down. And so, you know, depending on the studio, if you're in the South, you may be talking to a guy that's in Los Angeles or New York that's handling the southern region uh, on a particular film for a particular distributor. And then what they'll do is they'll also rotate them through. And I guess they they do that, I think, uh, so that their uh, VP theatrical, those people can learn the different regions of the country, the different cinemas, the different people that are involved. And I also think it might uh, change up some favoritism. You know, if you've got uh, somebody that you're having some trouble dealing with for six months or a year, (laughs) maybe a new person in that slot six months or a year down the road, you know. But um, it is an industry where people stay – uh, they may move from company to company. Uh, you know, somebody might be with Lionsgate, and then, you know, five years later, there was Sony, and you know them from when they were with Lionsgate. So, you know, you see a lot of that. Uh, but it's, um, in a lot of ways, like music, it's, it's, it's much smaller than you think it would be. Right. So, a few years ago, mm-hmm. this is pre-COVID, Arkansas was kind of a hot place to come and do movies. I mean, uh, they came and did mud and a lot of other stuff. And they were fairly successful at doing it. That's kind of petered out some. Is there a reason for that? Well, um, I mean, you know, if you want to give somebody a bunch of tax dollars, I mean, I don't know. I guess if, you know, you Is that what it was, the film commission of the state? Yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, if you want to have corporate welfare, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's your tax dollars. I mean, there's a there's a one-screen movie theater in downtown Little Rock. Everybody listening to me right now gets to pay for it. Whether you go there or not, you get to pay for it. Is that the one with the library? Uh-huh. You okay. get to pay for that. Right. You know, you get to pay for that. You know, and they keep coming to you and coming to you and coming to you to raise your property taxes. So you can pay for more frivolous things, you know. I mean, just I mean, it, whether you're going there or not, you get to pay for it. So it's your tax dollars on that. So you know, how many millions did the state of Arkansas kick into mud? I mean, that's when well, that's when BB was was governor, right? Right. I'm 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 not I'm not here nor there on it. I like movies getting filmed in Arkansas too. Right. right. And, but you're asking me why it happened before and it's not happening now. They don't have the tax breaks now. There you go. I mean that that's that's a lot of what it boils down to i mean just like you live in cabot yeah you get to pay for a water park whether you go to the water park or not i understand i'm not against water parks it's just that am i but water parks are cool i'd go to hot springs i just went to nickelodeon water park recently they're awesome a private business should put the water park in cabot i agree city of cabot should not be in the water park i agree you know and i love cabot nor should they be in the gym business i'm just that's another prime example so you know if you if you guys will bag up millions of dollars 
and send them to someone in Hollywood. They'll come. They'll come here and film something. Because they want to have your, your dollar. They want your money. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that. I, mean, that, that's, I mean, that's just how it works. I mean, do you really need a one-screen movie theater and a library in downtown Little Rock? No. The answer is no. I mean, don't. I, I thought that the idea of the Little Rock Film Festival at uh, first was a good idea, but mm-hmm. then they started doing the film festival at the government-owned theater a lot. And then I started having problems with it. Right. It's it's yeah. I mean it's 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 a tax 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 based thing. You know if 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 it was local business type stuff. Yeah. I mean that's cool. I mean just like in Searcy, Arkansas, there's a one screen movie theater. It's owned by the city of Searcy. Right. Every day it's open, it loses money. Right now today, you can go watch Top Gun Maverick, a movie that came out eight months ago, and a movie you can watch at home for free you can go down there and watch that at that one screen movie theater and the city has paid to put seats in it and the city's paid to put carpet in the city's paying someone to work there and manage that thing it's in their parks and rec department and it loses money every day that it's open you know don't need that you know you don't but it's there Right, right, right. and so you know, uh, if a private business was running that, I guess they'd shut it down already. Of course, they would. Absolutely. So you know, there, there's, there's a lot of that. To me, and you and I continue to have this discussion. Um, we've talked about it when it comes to Cabot or Jacksonville or Searcy or you know anything like that. The purview of a city, and and, you, and the same could be said about Little Rock. The purview of a city: police department, fire department, water. Trash pickup, sanitation, and streets. Yeah. Right. First responders, streets, water sewer, trash pickup. That's it. That's the purview of a city. I would love to see anybody anywhere on earth be as much of a man as our governor is. Our governor, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, has a backbone. I wish a mayor somewhere could be as much of a man as her. It's going to be fun to see I, what she does. I, I would love to see somebody actually try to man up like she does. Somebody stand up and say, I'm running for mayor, and I'm going to cut your taxes. Mm-hmm. But they never do. And mean it. But they never do. Yeah. Every time every time, every time, time you hear a mayor speak, to, oh, I need to raise the sales tax. Yeah. Because I'm an idiot, and I can't work within my budget. That's all you hear from them. Pick a mayor anywhere. Have you ever heard a mayor say they're going to cut your taxes? No. They always want to raise the salaries of everybody that works there and find something else for the city to do. That's right? not in their purview. Exactly. That's what's exactly. important that to understand. I agree Exactly. With you. That's all they do. And so it wastes money. And that's why your sales taxes are so high in this state. 10%, pretty high. Yeah. If you would just concentrate on first responders streets water sewer right you know i mean if you get, if they could get to that i'd be happy you know but i mean really really if you wanted to be a true red white and blue american right you would actually privatize your sanitation department as well you could do that waste management picks up my trash in little rock right i got a company that picks up my trash in cabot no reason for the city of Hot Springs, the city of Searcy, or the city of Batesville to be picking up my trash. It can be privatized. Oh, but wait a minute. Then we don't have those government jobs, and we can't get mm-hmm. those guys to vote for the mayor. That's right. See? But I mean, I'd be just happy if they got out of the uh, gym, uh, fireworks, 
uh, swimming pool, movie theater, water park, go kart track business. If they just get out of that, okay, I don't think they, I don't think they can do that. Let alone wrap their head around not running a sanitation department. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. I mean, I go. You probably know from listening to the show that I go to uh, the Cabot Theater, uh, the VIP theater there. It's owned by uh, by Matt. That's where I go watch movies at. But there used to be, right across the street from them, a huge, a huge gym. Yes. And it was very, very successful. Popular. Until the the city decided to build their own gym. You are correct, sir. And it took a lot of their business away. Put them out of business. Yeah, city put them out of there. business. They're not there anymore. City in put fact, them out of business. In fact, I think there's only two gyms that are in business now in uh, in Cabot. That's uh, 10 over there by Walmart, and then the other is the one that's uh, out towards the uh, the bowling alley. And the city-funded water parks at every town around Little Rock put Wild River Country out of business. Yeah, they're gone now. now if you live in Cabot or you live in Jacksonville and the city's going to provide you a water park, why would you drive to Wild River Country and Little Rock to go to the water park? So it, it, the city put private businesses out. Now, there are some things that Cabot does very, very well. You know, very easy to get an alcohol permit for a private club in Cabot. Mm-hmm. That's great for the restaurants. That's a very positive thing for Cabot. Um, Cabot does well with taking care of their streets. You know, just a lot of positive things that Cabot does. Cabot is a great place to do business. City council in Cabot's great. Mayor's great. Great place to do they business. They love businesses. Okay, Cabot's good. a great town to do business in. Hot Springs is a great town to do business in. Batesville is a great town to do business in. And those three towns are progressive in a lot of things. But I, I'm serious when I say I, I wish if a listener's ever heard this, they would call in. Have you ever heard someone running for mayor say, they were going to cut your taxes. Even the ones that, you know, claim to be a Republican or claim to be conservative, have they ever said that? I've never in, 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 in my time on planet Earth heard a mayor say they were going to cut taxes. All I've ever heard a mayor ask for is more, 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 tax, 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 tax. It's all I've ever heard from a mayor ever. And if somebody's heard different, please call and enlighten me. Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean. All right. Let's take a break. Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, I've been talking about them for a long, long time, and rightly so, because you've got a gentleman there by the name of Eric Coleman. He's a jeweler at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Uh, a lot of people have seen, you know, the pieces of jewelry that I had made for my wife and I uh, for the, the holidays, and uh, they love them. And they've been asking about where did you get them made, and I tell them it's Eric did them over at Hillcrest. But I'm, I've been asking them, well, you know, if you're going to do something like that, don't do it like I'm doing it because, look, uh, these are special to Linda and I because they were made specifically for Linda and I by Eric Coleman. And uh, a lot of people are saying, well, I'm going to get one like yours, Dave. And I said, okay, just don't tell a lot of people, okay? Do me a favor on that. Uh, They're located at 3000 Cavanaugh. Eric will sit down and talk with you. He is an artisan. The man is an artisan. When you sit down, you tell him an idea, uh, he'll sit down and scope it out and then talk with you, figure out how to do it, and then he'll turn it into a real piece of jewelry. That's Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Again, 3000 Cavanaugh Suite E, right here in Little Rock, open Monday through Saturday, 10 till 6. I saw that Stranger Things Mm -hmm. has got a fifth season coming. 
was I, popular. I thought it was that very they, popular. but I had heard that the fourth season was going to be the last season, but it's going to be the fifth season now. Maybe they've decided to come. And back. they decided that they're going to they're going to do something with the series as they do. They're going to do a spinoff like they did with nice. the, you know th- the Thrones mm-hmm. uh, over on Game of Thrones uh, and HBO and did the thing about uh, the dragons about the Targaryens, which I've enjoyed. That the book is so much better. Read the book. House of Dragon. The book's really good about House of Dragon. There you go. That's really good. There you go. So, All right, 925. Okay, this weekend, let's talk about a couple of movies that are coming out this movie. Did you go to the movies last night? I did not. What? I, did not. I thought I, you watched Plane last I'm, night, I'm man. I'm going to go see it this weekend. It's awesome. I'm going to go see it. Well, it's got Gerard Butler in it. He's really great. It's a great action flick. I mean, you know, you just pop in there. You got your hour and 47 minutes of a good time, <laughs> you know? It's, uh, it, but is there is, I was talking about, you know, the fall of Olympus, uh, the yeah. Olympus movie. Yeah. The best part, I saw that movie at CPAC. Cool. They showed it at CPAC cool. before it was released. And the people at CPAC went nuts over it. But what was interesting is everybody, as I did, cheered real loudly when he stuck that knife in that one terrorist's head. Ouch! <laughs> I love that part. You know, this is there's like maybe one kind of gory part in Plane, but he does a great job. It's a straight-up action flick. The supporting characters are good. The villains are believable. And it's gotten... Good reviews Has it really? for an action film. Yes. That's surprising. Yes. Although it's, it's Gerard. I mean, come on. I mean, he's got his chest covered up, ladies, but still. It's a straight-ahead, bang-up action flick, and people are enjoying the film. The critics have enjoyed it, but, you know, people coming out to watch it have enjoyed it. And if, if you're if you're, you're sitting there going, Gerard Butler, he was leonidas in 300 yes okay. he was that, uh, yes he I was i mean he'll always be known for that part because he was so good in it also has mike coulter okay it's an hour and 47 minutes it's rated r it got an 85 today in the democrat Gazette. wow tony goldwin's in the film okay so i mean so tony is he playing the villain he no he plays he plays an executive in New York that is running the airline oh, no. that Butler works for. Okay, so he's crazy. Tony's really good. He plays a good bad guy. He really he played the bad guy, take you back many years, mm-hmm. in Ghost. That's true. He did. Right. He did. Now, Butler has played a cop, a Secret Service agent, a hitman, <laughs> a submarine commander, an Egyptian god. He's taken on global weather disasters. He survived a planet-killing comet. <laughs> And he's fought dragons. Oh my! He's such a great actor. He's he so is. much fun. He, he was is. great as that uh, as as the uh, submarine commander. That the movie came out just a couple of years ago. That was really good. It was him and the Russians. He's a fifty-three-year-old <laughs> Scotsman. Wow! Yeah, fifty-three. He's young. He's still young. He's going to be still doing action movies for twenty years. Easy. Yes. Yes. He may be doing longer if he's like Liam Neeson. Yes. Liam is doing it. Although his is kind of getting the B form, kind of following the same formula all the time. This time around, Butler plays a commercial pilot named Brody Torrance. <laughs> what a great name. That's a, that's a Butler name, isn't it? While it may not sport the most inspired title, Plane, it yeah. turns out to be great and a lot of fun. And it lands at a good time, as many, us, many of us have been cramming in a study data. Prestige award-winning films this That's time. That's right. Yeah. 
It's nice to set back and take in a straightforward, no-frills action flick. All right. That's what I they're saying one. in the Democrat Gazette today. You need to watch it this weekend. Okay, I'll go see it this weekend. I'm I highly a- recommend it. I mean, we'll remember, we'll talk about this when we come back, but Tom Hanks has a new movie out, Man Called Otto, and we'll talk about that when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's important that we talk about it because it looks interesting from the trailers that I've seen, but I... I I'm worried that I'm going to get get a date uh, bait and switch from it when I go see it at the theater. I just want you to understand that, that the Democrat Gazette likes a man called Otto. Yeah, but it gave playing a higher rating. All right. I, I mean, can you believe I'm, people are in love with an action I'll flick? Call, I'll call Nikki get my tickets. All right. <laughs> All right. Big break here, and then we'll come back and we'll finish uh, finish up this day's broadcast here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Check us out there, cabotvipcinema.com. You can get us at searchycinema.com, oaksvipcinema.com in Batesville. It's hotspringsvip.com in Hot Springs. And then, of course, here locally, the Riverdale 10, riverdale10.com. Uh, we're serving a beer and wine full food menu. We've got over uh, 10 different wines, over 20 different beers. Get your tickets at riverdale10.com. We feature luxury leather, electric recliners with tables and reserved seating in all of our auditoriums at all of the cinemas. And you can go and click concession, you know, click the concessions logo and just see our full food menu there. We got a bucket. Bucket's good for the entire year of 2023. You buy a ticket on Wednesday, you get unlimited free popcorn. It is a buffet with the bucket. And you can refill that 200-ounce bucket anytime you come to the movies for just five bucks. That's going on. And be sure to sign up for the email newsletter at the website. And we have a rewards program. You sign up for the rewards card. You get points every time you spend money at the theater. And you can redeem those points for movie tickets, free movie tickets, free concessions, free movie posters, things like that. Riverdale10.com. Be sure to come and check out uh, what we got playing. House Party 3 started today. And, of course, we're playing Plane. And we have A Man Called Otto. That's still on the screen. Uh, Avatar, still the number one film in America. That's playing Avatar Way of Water. And, of course, the new film last week was Megan, uh, which Whoa, came in at number two at the movie. box office. Megan, yes. I mean, it had it had some. It's got some legs. Yes, yes. It been, does. It's got some legs at the box office. Been That's popular. Some, been yeah. popular. We're still playing Black Panther 2. We still have uh, Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance on the screen. That is still playing this weekend. You know, you can also uh, check out Puss in Boots, The Last Wish for the Kids. It's PG. And uh, we still have the Fablemans at Riverdale 10, you know, the Steven Spielberg story. So Did check, well at the, at the Golden Globe. Yes. So check out Riverdale10.com. For, uh, for all of that information, uh, next Friday the 20th, we'll have a film called Missing with Nia Long at all locations. Uh, coming up on the 26th, the Left Behind movie. That'll be playing at all locations that on movie the 26th. Missing. Have you seen the uh, TV commercials? Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's different. Yes, yes. What happened Very to my mom? Different. Yeah. yeah. It's a weird take on it because, you know, usually if someone's missing, it's a kid. Yeah. Or a wife. But now the kid's trying to find the mom. Yeah. So they've kind of reversed that a little bit. And it's, uh, why, you know, why was she on vacation in Columbia? Why is she missing? Yeah. That's kind of cool. I just think that the the ads for it have been different. And that that's what you got to do in this industry. Now. Yes. That's coming up on the 20th. And then uh, Left Behind is the 27th. Kevin a- Sorbo. He's back in the saddle. Ladies, no he's going to keep his shirt on. I'm sorry. He's not going to do a That's Hercules true. thing. That's true. February 3rd, 80 for Brady. 
That's Brady Adam for Brady. Our, That's yes. getting a lot of uh, not only uh, the, the big ads on TV, but a lot of interviews. I mean, that, that yes. whole interview that they did with yes. Jane Fonda and how she said the first time she met Tom Brady, her knees went weak. She had to grab hold of a chair. That's true. Yeah. She says he is the most gorgeous man she's ever seen. 80 for Brady, February 3rd. <laughs> a knock at the cabin, February 3rd. That's coming up. M. Night Shalamalama Lakeham, my brother. I don't know. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, Shalamalama, you know, the, the dance. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> he is the man behind sh- uh, Glass. He did Glass most recently in The Village. Cents. Six cents. That was his. And then February 10th, we'll have the 25th anniversary re release of Titanic. And it will be in oh, real. Very good. Real D 3D. That's February 10th. Also, February 10th, the new Magic Mike movie, Magic Mike 3. Uh, that one's out on February Stay the 10th. Yes, he is. Oh, okay, good. And then, of course, the highly anticipated Ant Man and Wasp, February 17th. New from the Marvel. ads look good for it. It looks look good. Look out now. It looks good. It Look really out does. Now. Marvel movies flying in February 17, baby. Now, I wonder what Paul Rudd's going to do because he says he doesn't want to play Ant Man anymore. He does a couple of movies. What a dummy. Don't what I a dummy. What a I dummy. don't understand actors. What was, a dummy. It's the only time that I totally disagreed with Sean Connery when he decided he didn't want to do James Bond anymore because he want, didn't want to be typecast. If you want to stretch yourself, go to the gym, brother. That's right. Okay. I agree. Give the people what they want, man. Absolutely. Give the people what they want. March 3rd, Creed 3. Yeah. March 3rd is Creed that 3. That guy is good, too. Creed 3. That actor, he's good. March 10, March 10 is Scream 6. Gosh, I can't believe it. They got, they got another one. March 17th is John Wick 4. He's back in action, baby. <laughs> More handguns and want, fist fights than you can right. consume in if, 95 if minutes, you baby. you want action, that will be the movie to see. I'm going to punch this dude in the face, and I'm going <laughs> to kick this dude in the face, then I'm going to shoot this dude, and I'm going to hit this dude with a book. I'm not going to shoot you once. I'm going to run up with this dude with a car. <laughs> <laughs> Those are great movies. Those are great. That, that, I love him that, in that director, role, man. That love director it. is making a now a, his his whole livelihood is off of those type of movies. Just tells you, man, you better leave folks' dog alone. Don't be bothering people's puppies, man. Yeah, don't want to do that, Nobody's and you don't puppies. and you don't want to be messing with uh, CPAs <laughs> for the government because they're just a nobody until you get them backed against Ooh. the wall. John Wick. <laughs> I love nobody. That's another March seventeenth. John Wick. Another one. Hey, by the way, uh, what's uh, what's the feel for the uh, new uh, Left Behind movie with Kevin Sorbo? He's directing it, by the way. Oh yeah, that's cool. That's coming up. That's one of our faith based films, Left Behind. That's coming up on uh, the twenty seventh. It'll be playing it at all locations, multiple show times. That's coming up, and then uh, February twenty second, we'll have Jesus Revolution from the I want to see films. that. That is a kind of a a docum movie, yes, because it's about the Jesus movement, yes, in the early seventies. I was part of that, and you know, I I can still picture in my head my shirt. It looked like a baseball jersey shirt. You know, you had the colored sleeves, and then you had the white on the on on the middle of it, and then on it, written in like uh, lightning. Uh, letters. It said Jesus freak on it. You remember when we call people Ke- Jesus freaks? Kel- they still call me that. That's what it's all about. Hey, Kelsey Grammer's in it. 
Yeah, he plays Chuck Smith. It's got a Wednesday night show. We've had a lot of churches come to uh, buy and buy tickets for it to watch it on Wednesday night, February twenty second. If you never, if you're not, if you don't know what we're talking about, that this is something that it was the biggest biggest revival that ever swept America. I mean, it was just during the hippie thing. The Woodstock deal was going on. Yes, and, you know. And then this preacher thought, you know, man, well, what's going on with these kids? And he, you know, and I don't have anybody in my church. The right. Costa Mesa <clears throat> church didn't have maybe sixty people in it, and then uh, less than a year later, he had six thousand people at his church because he invited those dirty hippies. Yeah, you know. But I mean, he said, "Come with or without shoes on." There you go. Jesus wasn't hanging out with uh, you know the Pharisees, man. He was out there, you know, in the streets. I'm looking forward to seeing this okay. movie. He was in the streets, man. Greg Laurie, who is one of the great preachers of our day now, was instrumental in yep. that happening. And mm-hmm. uh, I want to see all the interviews that he does dealing with this movie. He is featured, uh, not him, but somebody plays him mm-hmm. in the movie, and the street preacher as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jesus went where the sinners were, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, the movie's great with that. And, I mean, preach it, brother. Keep preaching to the choir. I mean, you're on it with this flick. Right, it's, it's true. Right next to me is an, yeah. another radio station here called The Fish. And what's the call letters? Okay. and they call, what's, what's What number is it 93. on the dial? 93. 93.3, baby. The Fish. Yeah. And, they, and, of course, they play Christian contemporary music. You want to know when Christian contemporary music started? It started with... The Jesus Revival Amen. in the 70s. Amen. Amen, brother. That's where it all started at. 93.3 The Fish. I mean, that's where Chuck Gerard got his start, and all the and Randy Stonehill, and all the great uh, early, I mean, Petra, and all the rest of them. <laughs> These are the facts, my man. They said Amy Grant came later, but that's true. She's an offshoot of that whole movement. Okay, well, you know, one of my favorites is Striper. Yeah, Striper. Fantastic group. Striper. I, uh, I interviewed them. Yeah, what's not to love? They're great guys. They were great guys. <laughs> Isaiah still 53 are great guys. They still do their thing. Isaiah 53 5. Nobody's Striper. brought them. Nobody's brought them back to Little Rock. Come on, bring them well, back. No, they played Hot Springs a couple years ago. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah, before the pandemic. Uh, I want to say maybe 2018 or something, 2019. They played Hot Springs, man. See, I think they should bring them back in the Resurrection Band and all those guys. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be fantastic. All right, 14 minutes, Tim. We've got to take a break from that when we come back. I'm going to talk about the new uh, movie. We were sitting here talking, and uh, Tom Hanks has a new movie out. Oh, yeah. Tom Hanks is probably one of the most beloved actors out there right now, uh, just uh, for adult movies. I mean, uh, News of the World was a, a good movie when it came out. What was that, two years ago? Yeah. Yeah, good movie. What was not to love? Nice where he, Western. Where he good Western. Drove, drove, went around and yeah, read the Western. news from the, the newspapers and had the little German girl and the whole night. It was a great movie. All right, bottom line is, we got another one out coming out now. And uh, this one is called uh, The Man Called Otto. And uh, Otto looks like a generic version of Gran Torino to me. Man Called Otto, PG-13, <laughs> two-hour and six-minute running time. Tom Hanks, Mariana Trevino, Rachel Keller, Juanita Jenkins, Manuel Garcia, Truman Hanks. They all star. Yes, Truman Hanks is in this, too. It's PG-13. It is a remake of a 2015 Swedish film. Ah. Yes. The Swedish film is called A Man Called Ove, O-V-E, Ove, I guess. 
Probably uh, based a normal b- Swedish name. Based on Frederick Backman's best-selling novel. And the script is is faithful to the previous movie. And so this is a Tom Hanks remake. It, it's, it's cool. It got a good review today. Yeah, I have to go see it. Yeah, good PG-13, you know, anybody can watch type thing. I mean, I've, I like a lot of the stuff that Hanks has done over the years. I mean, who doesn't like uh, the movies that he did with, uh, you know, the Catholic Church and all that crap that went on? And then who doesn't like uh, uh, his war movie? I mean, Saving Private Ryan. Who doesn't like that movie? It's a great movie. Saving Private Ryan is in the pantheon of, come on, I mean, Forrest Gump's up there. When, it, when In that movie, when he is standing there, or he's sitting against the building next to the bridge that they're holding the Germans back at, and the bombs have gone off and he can't hear nothing, that's a great scene. Just a great scene. Saving Private Ryan. Forrest I can't Gump. Watch, hey, Forrest I can't Gump, watch the end of the movie. I can't watch right. the end of the movie. I cry every time I watch the end. Okay, other than those two, Saving Private Ryan and Forrest Gump, what else you got? I like the one that he did where he was uh, living in the airport. Oh, yeah, that was okay. Was was, I thought that he was pretty, pretty good in that. Good. And, yeah. and I like Bosom Buddies. Oh, his TV show that got him started. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's and then true. he had he did a thing with a dog, too. Yeah. Um, now, I guess after Bosom Buddies, his first movie was Bachelor Party. Yep, and good yeah, movie. Bachelor Party, great, great, great little goofball 80s slapstick comedy deal there. Uh, Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch, yeah. yeah that's that's a good movie. That was a good family flick. Yeah. I like Turner and Hooch. Yeah, that was a, a good, That was a Christmas release. That was a good movie. Turner and Hooch is a good movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I put Turner and Hooch in there, man, after Saving Private Ryan and Forrest Gump. I got to go Turner and Hooch 3, man. I mean, Turner and I Hooch like was that. fun. It was really a fun movie. But I, you know, I... Big I, was good. Oh, yeah. That, that was a good one. Good one. When, they're jump, when they're playing the piano. What's not to love about Tom Hanks? Yeah. Man Called Auto, PG-13. You can catch it at all locations. Riverdale10.com here locally in Little Rock. Riverdale10.com. But you can catch it in Hot Springs, Searcy, Cabot, and, of course, Batesville. Yeah, Big was a good movie as well. Oh, yeah. You know? He's not done enough really great movies to do a whole year on. I'll tell you who's done enough movies that we could do a whole year with him. Clint Eastwood. 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 You know, I might be hinting about next year's classic movie. Do Eastwood movie. We can start with Play for, Play Misty for me. Castaway was 2000 with Tom Hanks. Wow. Big was in 1988. Okay. He's looking at all the Hanks movies right now. What yes. other big ones did he have? Well, let me look here, see if I can get this to load. How's our Wi-Fi in here? Not very good. Y'all still got that America Online? Come on, man. <laughs> I, on, I will tell you, by the way, the, the movie Plane with Gerard Butler, it's directed by the guy who did Bloodfather with Mel Gibson, which was an excellent movie. So I'm, I'm interested. I'm even more interested now. That's, uh, that's going to be a good that's going to be a good movie. Uh, so when does that uh, the Jesus uh, movie open? Is that in February 22nd? February 22nd. I'm going to try to do something with the station with that. I'm going to get a hold of you, and we're going to do something with that as far as the radio station goes. Because that is such a seminal time in the United States. It really was. Coming out of the, you know, the peace, love era and all the, all of the uh, marches and everything, it kind of looks a whole lot like where we're at right now. Hmm. 
might hey, be fun. I got to throw this out there. Remember, okay. he's, remember, he's Colonel Parker in Elvis this year. Yes, he was Colonel Parker in Elvis. Uh, t- he's Woody in Toy Story. Oh my gosh! Well, don't yeah, I that. don't forget about those here. Mm-hmm. All the Toy Story movies. He was Captain Sully. Yes, he was. He was Captain Sully. Yeah. He was in Inferno. He, Remember that? Yeah. He typically does not do things that are controversial. He likes to just do movies. That's what he likes to do. Bridge of Spies. What? Oh, that that's a really good movie. I like that movie. That's another good one. All right, Captain Phillips. That go. You know what? That 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 backs up my point. He doesn't do a lot of controversial stuff. He probably won't this off his resume, but Cloud Atlas. Oh yeah, that was, I didn't that like was a that terrible movie, man. Cloud Atlas was sad. It was yeah, it weak, was. A, it was a, the, yeah. The anime, yes. Mm-hmm. The movie, no. All right, just so you know. All right, we've got about four minutes left. Larry Crown. Yeah, yeah, that's another good Angels one. Angels and Demons. That'll help. Yeah. Charlie Wilson's War. <laughs> the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> I said all those Catholic The Polar movies. Express. I said all those Catholic movies. The Terminal. Yeah, The Terminal. I like that movie. I thought it, that's based on a true story. Road to Perdition. Oh, Oh, I love good. Road yeah, to Perdition, man. I got to put that one. at number four, man. Yeah. That's my number four. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold up. The Green Mile, baby. What about Green yeah, Mile? Yeah, forgot so, about that. Yeah, oh, Steven. forgot about that. That's a good movie. What there can I go. say? Oh, Apollo stuff. 13. Apollo 13. Oh, no. I got to change my top five. I forgot about Apollo 13. Oh, man. One of my favorite parts in Apollo 13 is when they're running down the hallway with duct tape and... Uh, Dryer tubing. <laughs> Sleeping in Seattle. A League of Their Own. Oh, man. Bonfire of the Vanities. Yeah. Joe versus the Volcano. Okay, so I'm wrong. We can do a year of Tom Hanks movies. <laughs> the Money Pit. We can the celebrate. Lady Killers. We can celebrate Tom Hanks. Yes. The Man with One Red Shoe. We'll have to do that. We'll have to celebrate Hold up. Tom Hanks. Splash. Oh, man. Daryl uh, Hannah. There you go. The Man Called Auto, PG-13. See the great Tom Hanks this weekend. Get your tickets at Riverdale10.com in 2024. Coming 12, 12 Tom Hanks movies in 2024 for the Dave Ellsworth Classics. Yeah, it, could, it could be that. Could be. This this year, of course. Uh, hey, Raiders of the Lost Ark is on sale. Okay. February 10, 7 p.m. Tickets are on sale at Riverdale10.com. This is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. We are celebrating... Steven Spielberg this year. PG. Harrison Ford stars. Okay. I got, I got 30 seconds. Tickets are on sale right now. Riverdale10.com. Okay. Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. 30 seconds. I happened to flip by the Golden Globes, and guess who I saw? I saw Michelle Yao accepting her Golden Globe, and what a great speech she gave. Tuesday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Don't forget it. Riverdale10.com. Happy Valentine's Day, 7 o'clock. All right. 1981, baby, PG. Matt's back with me again next week. Remember, it'll be at 10 o'clock here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'll see you at 6 a.m., not 6 a.m., 7 a.m. live on Tuesday from the Capitol. Back to the Capitol we go as they meet. We broadcast on the Dave Ellswick Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.